Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, we examine the time of the signs with author Barry Stagner, and a little later, we'll have an update on our outreach to prisoners in our Onesimus prison ministry. Friends, our first event of the new year is less than a month away, February 16th and 17th in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. Donald Perkins will answer the question, Is America in Bible Prophecy? Also at this special event, the latest details on the march toward a one-world system will be revealed, biblical mysteries will be uncovered, and you'll learn how to have true spiritual victory in the invisible war on the saints. Biblical artifacts from Israel will be on display, with an archaeologist ready to answer your questions. Tickets for this special event are free, but seating is limited. Don't be left behind. Register today, Friday and Saturday, February 16th and 17th at Hicks Road Baptist Church. Call 1-800-652-1144 for more information, or simply visit the events page at swrc.com. The disciples could not wait. Christ had said he would bring an end to human rule and establish his kingdom. But when? Author Barry Stagner is here to help us examine the chronology of Earth's final events. On today and tomorrow's program, I'm privileged to be joined by Pastor Barry Stagner. He grew up and still resides in Orange County, California, and he serves as a senior pastor of the Calvary Central OC in Costa Mesa, California, He's the host of The Lineup, which discusses world events and Bible prophecy each week. And he's the author of six books to date, including the one that is just coming out as we speak, The Time of the Signs. It's a chronology of Earth's final events. Pastor Barry, we welcome you to Watchmen on the Wall. Josh, thank you so much for having me. Great to be with you. Your new book, The Time of the Signs, we want to unpack a lot of the great truths that it contains over today and tomorrow's programs. Let's jump right into it. The phrase last days plays an important role in your book. What are the last days according to Scripture? Well, Hebrews tells us that in time past, God spoke to us or spoke to the fathers through the prophets in uh, chapter 1, verse 1. And then in verse 2, he says, But in these last days, he has spoken to us in his Son. So the last days began when Jesus walked the earth and ministered and did all the wonderful things that we know the Gospels tell us that he did. So I think the recognizing that this is, uh, and I know a lot of people shy away from the word dispensation, but if we're careful with it and just see it as a marker in time and Mm -hmm. and not a, a different way that God used to save and and how he saves now, and just recognize that we're in the time of the Gentiles, the last part of it. When Jesus walked the earth, we entered into the last days, and I'd say it's pretty safe to say we're in the latter part of the last days. And this concept plays an important role in your book. Uh, What's the goal that you had in, in writing this book? What did you pray that it accomplishes in the lives of those who would read it? Well, there's so much going on out there in the realm of Bible prophecy, and especially in, in sensationalism, and we've mm-hmm. got a lot of clickbait and those kind of things that yes. are being manifested out there on social media. My hope was is to put together a biblically-based chronology of things that are going to develop in the last days that are specific to this single generation. 
you know, maybe to clear up some thinking and, and to give some biblical foundation for the things that we believe in the order and sequence that the Bible presents them in, and hopefully unmuddy the waters for some and give some clarity, especially to those who may have been a part of a church where Bible prophecy is not taught or these subjects in the book of Revelation and Daniel are shied away from. And uh, just to, to get everybody on on a page where they understand it's late in the game and uh, mm-hmm. Jesus is coming for us soon. Yes. And why do you think it is that people shy away from teaching about this or preaching about this in local churches? I know that there's a great hunger out there for people who want to know what does the Bible have to say about the kinds of things that we're seeing in our world? What does the Bible say about these last days, uh, the end times, and, and et cetera, that we're seeing unfold? Yeah, you know, Josh, it, uh, as I travel around the world, and to my friend Amir Sarfati of Behold Israel, we speak at conferences, Bible prophecy conferences, literally all over the world, and we hear the same thing all over the world, and that is nobody's teaching Bible prophecy. I think the, the main reason for that is the commitment level is a bit different from other books of the Bible. You have to study hard for whatever book you're teaching. Yes. But this in particular, you know, Revelation opens with the fact that it's, it's communicating through signs and symbols. Now, I think if we just do a little, little bit of preparation and understanding the foundation of that book, it will help us make our way through. And what I mean by that is, you know, Revelation is filled with language that would be understood in every generation. John identifies when he's describing something, it's, it's like a, has a, a face like a woman or hair like a woman or face like a man. You know, Revelation tells us that it's going to be communicated through signs and symbols mm-hmm. that would be timeless. I mean, when you run across a, a voice like thunder, every generation is going to understand that. If you said, you know, the it was a voice like the sound of a rocket engine, I mean, that mm-hmm. that would be specific to a single generation. Yes. So we have language there that is symbolic, yet there's literal events attached to it. And so I just think it's it's a complex book, to be sure, Revelation specifically, and, and Daniel too. If we let Scripture interpret Scripture and identify those markers that especially John the Beloved gives us, in the book of Revelation, we can make our way through with a sound understanding. And it's just an incredible time that we're living in, Josh, to see precursors to what's going to be fulfilled during the tribulation happening right before our eyes. Amen. I agree with you completely. And uh, since October the 7th of 2023, the eyes of Bible prophecy students have really focused on Israel. You talked about traveling the world and your partnership with Amir Sarfati. He's been on our program as well, and I had the privilege of speaking with him last year, even before the war in Israel broke out. But why does Israel play such a vital role in Bible prophecy? And Josh, it's interesting, as you mentioned, October 7th, that we saw just literally in one day of the whole world change. And the interesting part about that is that the focus was immediately shifted on 8,800 square miles in the Middle East, and that's the nation of Israel, which falls right in line with uh, Zechariah chapter 12, verse 3, that Jerusalem, which I believe represents the whole of the country, it being the capital city, is going to be a burdensome stone to all peoples. 
if you watch the news, we have been seeing this little bitty nation who's on a world map is so small, the name has to be written out in the Mediterranean, is now the, the central focus of world attention, just like Zechariah said. We're not there at the fulfillment stage yet, because there are countries that are still supportive of Israel. But it brought Israel to the center point of world attention. And, and this, I think, is crucial when we factor in the fact that, you know, there's going to be many, many prophecies that are going to be filled in in this last days, this last of the last days, that are related to the nation of Israel and uh, the regathering back into the land of the Jews on May 14, 1948, I believe, turned a corner in the prophetic timeline. So it's just amazing to watch things on a global scale just all of a sudden turn around and you've got one little country as the focus of world attention, just like the Bible said was going to happen. And there are those who teach replacement theology that say, well, the church has replaced Israel in all of Bible prophecy. Pastor Larry Spargimino, who serves as the host of this program, has written and spoken at length about that. But Pastor Barry, what are some of the things that you would say to those who would promote such a doctrine like replacement theology? Well, if the church has replaced Israel, then you have to take not just the blessings, but also the curses that apply to Israel in the last days. And if the church has replaced Israel, then the church is going to go through the Great Tribulation because it is specific to the nation of Israel. We see that very clearly in Daniel chapter 9, where there's 77-year periods that are cut out or determined, as the English word translated there, but they're cut out specifically for the nation of Israel. We know 69 of the 70 have been fulfilled, and the 70th is, I believe, on the horizon. So the church will have the appointment not just to experience the blessings promised to Israel, but also the difficulties that are promised to Israel. So, And then that creates a major conflict with Scripture, because the tribulation, all of it, is God's wrath. And then you've got a problem with 1 Thessalonians 5.9, that God has not appointed us to wrath. And then you've got problems with rapture verses. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the point of that? And so it's just, there are so many ways to come at this and refute it. But I think probably the most significant is the, the most simplistic, and that is the church wasn't here for the first 69 weeks, so why would we be here for the 70th? It mm. just doesn't make any sense. That's very good insight. And friends, we're joined by Pastor Barry Stagner. We're discussing his brand new book, The Time of the Signs, a chronology of Earth's final events. You can pick up a copy by calling us at 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can visit us online at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Pastor Barry, Matthew 24, that's one of those head scratchers. And you talked about when people get intimidated by studying Bible prophecy. Sometimes this is one of those chapters that people point to as the reason for their consternation. But Matthew 24 is a key passage, and it really unlocks a lot of understanding to Bible prophecy. Where does this passage fit into God's prophetic timeline? You know, there's a, the majority opinion is that it's specific to the Jews and the Jews only. I would not agree with that uh, simply because of one phrase where Jesus talks about the days before the flood. 
and the days before the flood would be descriptive of a time before God's global wrath. He's, he's telling us what it's going to be like before God pours out his wrath on the entire earth, where he says there's going to be it buying and selling, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah and his family entered into the ark. That's given us a snapshot of the general attitude of culture at the time where God is going to remove or lift the church up above his wrath and uh, pour out his indignation or his wrath upon the Christ-rejecting world. So if we look at that and compare it to what's going on right now, we have an indifference to the impending signs of judgment. And that's what it was like in Noah's day. And Luke tells us that at that time before the flood, they were marrying and giving in marriage and buying and selling and conducting business, indifferent to the fact that there was some guy in his family for 120 years building a boat on dry land on Mm -hmm. a planet where it had never rained. So that's what it's going to be like in the last days. And, you know, if we look further into Revelation in chapter 17 and 18, where we have the destruction of political Babylon and ecclesiastical Babylon, one of the interesting mentions there is that the voice of the bride and bridegroom is no longer heard. And the merchants of the earth are crying out and weeping, who's going to buy our stuff anymore? So there is no marrying before the second coming, and there is no commerce before the second coming to fit in with what Jesus said in Matthew 24. So it has to be related to the days before God's global wrath. And that's exactly what we're saying today. There is an indifference to the impending signs of judgment that is like it was in the days before God's global wrath in the form of the flood of Noah. So I think it's crucial that we study it and study it for the the specifics regarding the fig tree. You know, there are those also who say the fig tree doesn't relate to Israel. Hosea says it is. Joel says it is. Jeremiah even references Israel being a fruitless fig tree there in that passage. So I think we, we clearly have an indication that the final phase before the rapture of the church and the ensuing tribulation that follows, that march began on May 14, 1948, when Israel became a nation in a day. And Pastor Barry, I love the fact that your book is so thoroughly biblical. There's so much speculation out there, as you say, people giving their opinion, but you want to hone in on what does Scripture say and correctly interpreting these passages of Scripture. As you get into chapter 3 of your book, you talk about current events, and as you say, the rising dislike of Christianity as a sign of the time. How is that rising dislike of Christianity a sign of the time and a fulfillment of Bible prophecy? Well, I think in 2 Timothy 3, Paul talked about a time will come. So he's talking about the future, or perilous times will come, meaning Mm -hmm. they weren't currently existing. But there is coming a time where he gave a huge list of uh, human character flaws. He starts with lovers of self and then includes haters of God and boasters, proud, arrogant, a traitor, headstrong, haughty, and a whole list of things that really describe our world today. If you keep reading and remembering that Second Timothy is the last of the Pauline writings or letters, and so he's giving information, understanding that it's very possible that his death is even at the door. So he's going to pack this letter with 
not just pertinent information, but a, a sense of desperation to inform Timothy as a pastor what to be telling the people. And he follows this with the time's going to come when men will not endure sound doctrine, mm-hmm. but will heap up for themselves teachers and turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And, and you know, we're watching that happen, too. So he's clearly referencing perilous times that were coming in the future. We look at the list of characteristics in Second Timothy 3, 1 to 5. We can check all those boxes. Yes. And then we look at the church today, and here you've got a, a church that is largely defected from the truth and turned aside to fabrications. And the word fables can be translated as fabrications, and a fabrication is something made up. We've got a lot of that going on today. And uh, so these are very clearly indications that, that they are prophetic in nature. And, you know, when you consider the relationship, I mean, most cultures understand Judeo-Christian values. So there's a connection uh, between the two groups. If you're anti-Israel and the church should be pro-Israel, then that relationship is going to pair the two together the way that the world is viewing Israel right now. We're talking with Pastor Barry Stagner. And friends, you can order a copy of the book we're discussing on today and tomorrow's program. It's called The Time of the Signs, brand new book. Subtitle is A Chronology of Earth's Final Events. As I said a moment ago, it is thoroughly biblical. We encourage you to pick up a copy by calling us at 1-800-652-1144, 1-800-652-1144, or visit us online at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. And Pastor Barry, you are a local church pastor, and you live in that world, and so I think that you're well qualified to speak about what we're talking about that we're seeing within churches across the world, especially here in America. What are some of the signs that we see in the church that we are quickly moving toward the biblical end-time scenario? Well, I've always found it interesting, the the closing statement of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, where he's talking about false teachers, and then he mentions that he uses a phrase that you find 16 times in Zechariah chapter 12 to 14. He says, many will say to me in Matthew 7, he says, many will say to me in that day. And in that day is the phrase I was pointing to in Zechariah. Mm-hmm. And he says, they will come to me and say, did we not do many things in your name? Cast out demons and do miracles and those sorts of things. His statement is, is interesting in that he tells them to depart from him because they never knew him. Or he, or he never knew them. And then he identifies the practice of lawlessness. And, you know, we have those two features dominant in the church today. Lawlessness, and and I don't mean just, you know, moral depravity and all that, but, you know, there's a strong portion of the church that doesn't believe there's any standards for the Christian to live by. Mm -hmm. It's antinomianism, the no law, no law for us to live by. And, you know, you've also got a, a portion of the church, a significant portion of the church, that are focused on the things that Jesus said this group comes to him and claims to have done in his name, which are the signs and wonders type of things. Josh, I've always thought it interesting that Jesus told the disciples that, you know, having seen him raise the dead, having seen him walk on water, having seen him cast out demons, having seen him heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, he says, you're going to do greater things than these when the Holy Spirit comes. 
I think it's it's very telling what is mentioned there, and especially at the end of Matthew, the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 7, the greater things that are done than the miraculous things that Jesus did on this earth is the rescue of lost souls from death. You know, they have the mention of, we were preaching the gospel, we were making disciples, we were none of those things. It's all about the experiential. And I think that's that's what we're seeing a lot of today, mm. where the greater work of the church is to lead people to Christ. That's the greatest miracle of all. Amen. Amen. And our ministry is try to get out the gospel message as far and as wide as we possibly can while we still have time. And we have that window of time, and we're going to speak more about that on tomorrow's program, and as well as talking about the rapture, talking about Daniel's 70 weeks, and so much more. So friends, we encourage you, join us again on tomorrow's program. Pastor Barry, I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation. As am I. Thank you, Josh. Barry Stagner will return to our next program with part two of his look at the time of the signs. Barry Stagner's brand new book entitled The Time of the Signs is in today's resource spotlight. In The Time of the Signs, Pastor Barry Stagner explores the events that will precede Christ's return. As he describes Earth's final days, he answers the many questions people ask, including, why is the rebirth of Israel the most significant sign that the end times are near? What other important clues evident today reveal the closeness of the tribulation and Christ's return? Where does the rapture fit in the chronology of all that will occur in the last days? And after Christ returns, what's next? As you study the signs Jesus foretold, you'll see amazing evidence that we are living in the very time of these signs and gain a clear understanding of what will happen and when. Order your copy of The Time of the Signs today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's one 800 652 1144. You can also order on our website, swrc.com. The Time of the Signs by Barry Stagner, 1 800 652 1144. Josh Davis returns now to share the latest on our Onesimus prison ministry. It's my privilege to bring you another update on the Onesimus prison outreach. This is a special ministry outreach from Southwest Radio Ministries. I'm so glad to have a small part with the team of people who conducts this ministry, and we are sending out resources all across America to inmates thanks to you, dear friends, who partner with us. And we've had a great response to our annual calendar. I just want to express my thanks, my gratitude to you for responding as you have to our calendar. As we've said over recent months, a portion of every calendar that you buy enables us to be able to send one free of charge, shipping included, to an inmate across America. And you're not just sending a calendar that says January and February, March, April, May. No, you are sending a gospel tool. In the back of every calendar is a Bible reading plan, information about the Onesimus prison ministry, and what I love best of all, the good news of Jesus Christ. That is the best news ever. A simple gospel message is included in every calendar, and that's going into the hands of thousands of inmates all across America because of you, dear friends. And we have several inmates who join the Onesimus prison ministry through our calendar outreach, so it becomes a good front door for our ministry. And here at the first of the year, we're hearing from 
new inmates who are signing up to receive our mail, and we're so grateful for that. To God be the glory. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your partnership with us to this end. As I've said, we've sent out thousands of calendars to inmates and prison chaplains all across America. Now, calendars are still available at swrc.com, and we are continuing to receive requests for calendars. And so you can get yours, the Unseen Israel 2024 calendar at swrc.com or by calling us at 1-800-652-1144. Now, what does the Onesimus Prison Ministry do? One of the things that we do is we have a bi-monthly newsletter that's written specifically for inmates and goes out to them every other month that includes a Bible study or some gospel presentation. On the reverse side of the page, it has some kind of general information about the ministry, some kind of activity, whether it be a crossword puzzle, something like that. And we always include an offer for some resource that we can send free of charge. Thanks again to your partnership with us. And so this isn't just a gospel ministry, but it's also a discipleship ministry as we're trying to teach and to train and to equip inmates who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and who are growing in Him. To God be the glory again for all that He's allowing us to do and have a part of. And outside of just sending out a newsletter, we're in regular communication with inmates who write to us, who send in their prayer requests to us, who send us letters expressing their gratitude for the ministry or expressing some burden that's on their heart, some difficulty that they're going through that they want God's advice on and and answers from God's Word on. And so we're glad to communicate with them through the mail, through these various means and platforms that we're able to do. If you are an inmate who is listening, and, and this is the first that you're hearing about the Onesimus Prison Ministry, I encourage you to reach out to us, whether that be by phone, 1-800-652-1144, or you can write to us. Our mailing address is SWRC, that stands for Southwest Radio Church, Southwest Radio Ministries, Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73147. Again, that's Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. 73147. You can write to the Onesimus Prison Ministry and we can get you on our mailing list so that you start receiving that information. If you're an inmate who's listening, we say a special greeting to you as well. You can give and partner with us in this Onesimus Prison Ministry when you indicate that on your check as you send that into the mail through SWRC or when you give online. There's a button where you can click that it's for the Onesimus Prison Project if you'd like to give specifically to this outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries. Anything you do is received with very much gratitude as we together partner in getting out the good news of Jesus Christ as far and as wide as we can while we still can. In the time of the signs, Pastor Barry Stagner explores the events that will precede Christ's return. As he describes Earth's final days, he answers the many questions that people ask, including, why is the rebirth of Israel the most significant sign that the end times are near? And after Christ returns, what is next? As you study the signs Jesus foretold, 
you'll see amazing evidence that we are living in the very time of these signs. Order your copy of The Time of the Signs when you call 1-800-652-1144. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.